drink it in now. Touchdown Detroit Lions! Cornbread! 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 Drink it in now. Detroit Kool-Aid, Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers. What's going on, everybody? It's Friday. This is your host, Derek Oakry, here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast, talking Lions twice a week, Wednesdays and Fridays. Now, today on the show, we got a fun show. We, I'm going to talk about Hutch. I'm going to talk about Aiden Hutchinson, the number one pick, and why it makes so much sense for the Detroit Lions. I have a Kyler Murray rant um, ready for you guys here in this show. We're going to preview the Cardinals game at Ford Field. But before we do that, i got to do a couple things. So, so let me do this off the top. Let me fill up everybody's glass with that wonderful, delicious, soon-to-be winning Detroit Kool-Aid. Drink it in. Uh... Side of cornbread. Cornbread! Make it a double. Cornbread! <laughs> you guys know we always do that on the show. But before we get into Hutch and all the other stuff we got here, I want to shout out Scott the Gator Anderson on 97 won the ticket because he, the other day, said this. Okay, Kool-Aid drinker and, you know, cornbread muffin and all that. <laughs> now, I'm just listening to the show. I, I enjoy the show. I, I you know, the... Better than some of the other 97.1 shows. You know, good show overall. Some frustrating things about it, no doubt about it. But <laughs> maybe one of the frustrating things is that for like eight years in a row, their first round pick is a linebacker when nobody takes a linebacker as high as the Lions have been picking in at number one. But but Gator's funny for that and talks about his dog a lot. And and But other than that, like I say, I enjoy his sports takes. I enjoy that between him and um, Karsh there. De- good show. So, uh, again, I mean, you could take shots, Gator, if you want. Okay, Kool-Aid drinker and, you know, cornbread muffin and all that. <laughs> you could you could do that if you want. I mean, I don't know if it's a cornbread muffin. Cornbread! <laughs> but it tastes delicious, especially the Kool-Aid. Drink it in now. Extra Honolulu blue for sure. Drink it in now. <laughs> but uh, I thought that was funny. I mean, again, you, you, you guys know it's used, left, right, and center. That's sort of why I named the show what I did. Because everybody realizes that whether you want to admit it or not, if you're a real loyal Detroit Lions fan, you're drinking that Detroit Kool-Aid. <laughs> and the reason is because this team hasn't won since I've been alive, since I've been a fan. They haven't won since many of you have been alive and been a fan and you're much older than me. Like, it's been ridiculous. We are dying for a winner. So you might hate on the team. You might be ultra optimistic like me and think every draft pick is going to be incredible or these guys are going to just do it. This is our year type of thing. That's the Detroit Kool-Aid I'm talking about. It's always rooting on your team regardless. Now, Gator, he's drinking that Detroit Kool-Aid. Don't let him fool you. I mean, this guy, 
he's usually optimistic for the season starts. Drink it in, man. He, he, he like, gets excited about draft picks and, and thinks, you know, man, maybe this Lions can do it. I kind of like this team. Drink it in, man. And then after a bit, you know, he starts bragging on the team and tells how terrible they are, and they knew they wouldn't be good. But, you know, Karsh, you know, he's very optimistic on TJ Hawkinson and loved Matt Stafford and, you know, all their old bits they do on the show. But both guys, I think they try to be more optimistic for the Lions than other shows. But also, like most fans, even you've heard me get frustrated here on this show and go crazy, that when it turns south, when they start putting up L's, when things aren't going perfectly, you start ragging on the Detroit Lions instead of being optimistic and drinking that Detroit Kool-Aid. Drink it in, man. So, Gator, I just wanted to say that off the top. I mean, you could take shots at the Kool-Aid drinkers. We know you're listening out there. We know that you enjoy the Kool-Aid, even though you say this. Okay, Kool-Aid drinker and, you know, cornbread muffin and all that. (laughs) Cornbread muffin makes me laugh. Yeah, the Kool-Aid, the cornbread muffin, all that. That's what this is all about here on the podcast. So uh, I just thought that was a funny clip. I want to get that off the top, have a little fun with it. And it will be a staple here on the podcast because that is a great drop by uh, Scott the Gator Anderson. And uh, again, much respect to them, their show. I'm a loyal listener and uh, appreciate the shout out indirectly. To the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. All right, let's 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 talk about football. Let's talk about the number one selection in the NFL draft, and that's Aiden Hutchinson, Michigan, number ninety-seven. Now you guys can tell that I'm stalling a little bit because I'm looking for the sound drop with the first selection. In the 2021 NFL Draft, the Detroit Lions select Aiden Hutchinson from Michigan, defensive end. And I'm also looking for the draft music, because if we're going to talk about Hutch, if I'm going to give you the reasons why Hutch is going to be a ball player, why he's going to be the right pick for the Lions, i got to have the music. Now let me tell you something. Let me let me bring it down a little bit because I don't want you to miss a lick of what I got to say about Hutch. Let's just keep this in the background. Let me put this a little bit uh, a little bit low here because I got a lot to say about Hutch. So here's the thing: why why is he the pick for the Lions? I mean, I got about 15 reasons why here right in front of me that I jotted down. It took me about two seconds. Let's start at the top of my list here. He's got an unending, unbelievable motor. This guy never stops going. He plays ball from whistle to whistle. Play a little bit after if he needs to, but he's a, a try hard, give it all he has, every snap type of player. You want to know another reason why Hutch is a guy for the Lions? Because this guy has heart, man. This guy, he cares about the game of football. He plays with a certain amount of passion, love for the game, intensity that you're looking for. And that's what you got to have. You can't just always be talented, freak athlete. Oh, this guy's a high pedigree guy. You got to have that heart that it takes to be absolutely great, elite, special at the NFL level. Another reason why I love Hutch so much, the amazing character of this kid. 
Aiden Hutchinson is everything you want in a football player, a human being, a man, a leader on your team. This guy seems to do everything right. He's loved by his teammates. He's just a great, you know, son, a great student, just a great character from top to bottom with Aiden Hutchinson. Another reason why he's a perfect pick at the top of the draft for the Lions? The system. You you look at what the Lions do. A lot of their defensive ends are kind of in that motorcycle stance, standing up, sometimes with their hand in the dirt. Hutch can do both and do both at a really high level. You know what he can also do if you really need him to? He could drop a little bit under some coverage, but you want him coming after the quarterback. He fits kind of that 3-4 look that we're doing now and probably will be doing uh, next year and in the future. And the one thing the Lions haven't been able to do consistently is get after the quarterback. Aiden Hutchinson, I don't care if the NFL is a step up. Yes, there's times he'll get locked up, but he's got enough moves, enough power, enough speed, enough athleticism, enough want to, to consistently get after the quarterback in this type of scheme. So I think you draft him, you put him on one side, you put O'Quara on the other, you get rid of Trey Flowers, you start running the other young bucks, both inside and outside that we already have on this team, and you say, go get the quarterback, and if you run into the running back on a run play, congratulations. We're trying to sack, get the ball out, all that type of stuff. So I think he's a great system fit. The other reason he's a good system fit is this guy can play the run game. Yes, he can go get after the quarterback, but if you want him to set the edge, Aaron Glenn, he can do that. If you want him to get grimy and maybe move inside on certain plays and, and plug up the middle, and get, he can do that. Aiden Hutchinson will play the run, but I want him going after getting the quarterback. I want him using his best skill, which is pass rush. I want him learning at the NFL level how to rip and and you know, swim and power rush and get that long arm, do all the things that he already has in his arsenal. But yeah, there's some great tackles, offensive tackles in the NFL, but not good enough to where I think they're going to lock Hutch up the way they have Trey and some of these other defensive ends who are running out who just get stuck to these guys, can never get pressure, can never get after the QB. I think he's going to be able to do it at a really high level, run game and pass game. I mentioned it earlier about the leadership. You don't think we'd want to take Hutchinson at the top of the draft, put 97 on him, and in two, three years, have him be a stalwart captain of this team with the eye black on the one eye, looking like Braveheart, um, with that C on his chest, rallying the troops in the middle of the huddle, getting ready to go out there and play football here in the state of Michigan where he was born, raised, played high school, college, Pro, you don't think he'd be a leader in that way at the next level? Come on, man. This would be a great captain, a great centerpiece for the Detroit Lions for years to come. You know, looking at more reasons why Hutch is incredible, this is a clean-cut kid, man. Both, you know, he's not tatted up everywhere. He's got the the blonde brush cut. He, like I said, he's got the almost like the baby face. Like, well, why does that matter? Well, that matters because once you draft him and once he starts playing ball and once he starts killing the quarterback, you put Hutch on the banners, the billboards, the souvenir cups, the magazines, the front of your team store where you're selling all that merch. Like this guy, as long as he plays ball on the field the way he has in college, 
He's going to sell you a lot of merch. He's going to be a guy you're proud to put at the front of the line on all your different publications. And yes, that matters in the NFL. Selling matters. Having guys that are just marketable from top to bottom. Not only how they look, that's only one piece of it. It's about how you carry yourself. He carried himself like a true pro at the Heisman. Great kid, nice, funny, honest, open, smart, all the things you look for. So that's another reason that you want him. Clean cut and marketable. Another big reason you take Hutch and you don't overthink it, you're not like, oh, you know, Thibodeau was this freak athlete and this, that, is because... Hutch has that fan support behind him because he's a hometown kid, because he played ball here, because Michigan is doing so well. It's a slam dunk. Everyone will be on board. Everyone will be, be excited for this guy to play. You hear some of the naysayers, all the negative, all the SOL people. Oh, well, that puts a lot of pressure on him. I mean, it might cripple him. You know, I hear people at work and other places. Oh, man, I hope Hutch doesn't go to the Lions because they'll ruin him. Are you kidding me? That's such garbage. That's such loser mentality. Oh, poor us. We haven't won, so let's not take good football players that are hell of a rushers and can uh, do big things, hopefully, at the next level. Let's pass on them because we just assume we'll ruin everybody. Why get out of bed in the morning if you if you think that way? That's absolutely ridiculous. So, no. You take him. The fans will love it. He will love being here. It's a perfect fit on so many levels. And here's another reason why it's good and get fan support. This is the type of kid you take. And there's no worry if, oh, man, maybe he's got some off-the-field issues. Maybe he's got, like, a bunch, a crew that's going to come with him. Maybe he doesn't love football. Maybe he'll just wait till he gets paid and then coast. No. There's no issues with that at all with Hutch. He's going to come in and play as hard as he does day one is when you end up paying him $100 million after he's a hell of a ball player at the next level. It doesn't matter. You're never going to have to worry at night. Is he out at the clubs? Is he in the police blotter? Is something else going on? No. This is a perfect player, and that matters in the NFL draft. You think these guys get taken high just because of their talent, how high they can jump, how fast they can run? Or do you think sometimes it's like, Man, I love his athleticism, but man, I don't want to deal with the guy off the field. Or uh, I got a few questions. Better to just go with the guy that we have zero questions about, and that's Aiden Hutchinson, number ninety-seven, the edge rusher from Michigan, right there. A couple. More, I got more reasons, people. I got more reasons why you need to take Hutch, and we need to almost put this to bed now when the Lions lock up this number one pick as they should in this rebuild. Aiden Hutchinson plays a premier position. You guys have heard me talk about it on the pod. We got quarterback, edge rusher, offensive tackle, preferably the left, but even right tackle is important now. And oh, by the way, the Lions have a great left and right tackle right now. So we're looking for edge rushers and we're looking for that QB. Those are the top three positions of need that I think are premier in the National Football League. And we are looking for two out of those three to get this turned around correctly. Other positions I think are premier. Corner. You have to have a top flight wide receiver now in today's game. But it depends how you want to get them. Do you want to wait? Do you want to go in free agency? Or do you want to take a stud at the top of the draft? That's up to you. Um... And I don't know if I call safety a premier position, but a lot of good teams have that one safety that can run, hit, 
pick the football off, come up and blitz, tackle, all the things you're looking for. So there's that. And like I said, then all these positions that the Lions have already taken are more fringy. They're not, not important, but they're not as important as an edge rusher like Hutch. And we're talking running back, tight end, you know, linebacker, you know, defensive tackle, you know. Yeah, it's good to have those, and the Lions have some of those locked up, which is cool, but you need to get edge rusher figured out. We really like what Romeo can do if he can come back from the Achilles. You put Hutch in there. You got some other young talent you like. And then next on the list is when and how do you get that QB? And then we're really rolling as a franchise and a football team. Hey, I got more positives and more reasons for take Hutch. Here's a thought. He's a position of need as well because, have I mentioned it already? The Lions can't get after the quarterback and haven't been able to for forever. So if they take Hutch, we're going to expect a lot more sacks, a lot more sack fumbles, a lot more play that where it's fun to watch on Sundays and that's our defense wrecking shop Ford Field actually turning into a snake pit again instead of a snooze fest because we are crushing quarterbacks the ball's coming out who who knows we're scoring defensive touchdowns due to those turnovers sack numbers are up Hutch is getting the crowd fired up yes it's a position of need so that's another reason that you don't overthink, you don't trade down, you don't do all the stuff. You take a player at this type of skill level, position of need, premier position. And when the Lions are picking number one overall, you hear people say, oh, it's, it's a horrible cornerback, just our luck. Another loser mentality take, another, oh man, the Lions would get the number one pick when there's no top flight quarterback. This is such Garbage. You, like, how is this fan base ever going to get turned around when you got people like this that are Eeyores that just think, oh, the sky is falling every day and poor us and woe is me? When, like, got two type top flight pass rushers at the top of the draft, you are probably, most likely, hopefully, certainly, going to have the number one pick. You go ahead and you take Hutch. Okay, if they take Tibbs, I'm not going to throw a fit because they're both going to get after the quarterback. But I'm saying you take Hutch. Why? He's the best overall player, top to bottom, for the 18-plus reasons I probably just gave you. And, oh, wow, look at that. It marries up to a tremendous position of need for the Detroit Lions. More reasons, more just absolute, just imperative, just... I don't even know how to put it. Like, just, it's it's so black and white to me right now that this is the pick. You get the number one pick. This isn't some big decision. This isn't we're fielding a bunch of trade offers. I know a lot of you out there want to get 18 million draft picks. You can only use so many picks. You have a salary cap. So you sit there and you're just like, you can throw out your smoke screens and do things if you want, Brad Holmes. But you go ahead and you turn in this card. You get the number 97 jersey ready. You hand it to him. You say, here's what I want you to do. I want you to kill quarterbacks. I want you to be a great face of this franchise, a future leader of this team. I want you to earn your keep, hustle, and be a Dan freaking Campbell type of guy that's going to be a centerpiece here in the Motor City for a long time. So I think it's pretty obvious, people. Hutch is the number one pick. Let's start stop hemming and hawing. Let's go ahead and try to finish the season decent but not lose this number one pick so that we can take Aiden Hutchinson with the number one pick in the N. 
NFL Draft for the Detroit Lions. Woo! All right, there you go. I pretty much settled it. All you people that are just worrying and trying to overthink it, there you go. There's a bunch of reasons why it makes so much sense, and it is mid-December right now, and I'm just calling it out that uh, Hutch needs to be that number one selection for the Detroit Lions. All right, I'm going to take a breath, try to catch my breath, and then we come back. Gosh, I, I might just dive into my Kyler Murray rant. Why not? Why not just go crazy and have totally fun on, on this podcast? So do that, give you a little preview, a little prediction for the Cardinals game, and then get up out of here on a Friday because it's the holiday season. Everyone's running around like crazy, me myself as well. But I got to get you that Detroit Kool-Aid, even if Gator wants to make fun of me. Okay, Kool-Aid drinker and, you know, cornbread muffin and all that. All right, Gator. We'll be right back after the commercial break with a little Kool-Aid. Drink it in, uh... And cornbread. Cornbread! Everybody, we'll be right back. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the Fall Guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. All right, everybody. This goes out to my fantasy football fans out there. Now, you probably heard about Reality Sports Online, the most powerful fantasy sports platform where owners can build and manage their fantasy team like a real NFL general manager. But the question is, have you tried it? I mean, we're talking free agency, multi-year contracts, rookie drafts, multi-team trades. You can put franchise tags on guys. Uh, It's as close as you're going to get to being an NFL GM. But do you think it sounds complicated? It's not. I'm here to tell you it's the best thing about Reality Sports Online is it's just more fun than your normal fantasy league, but it doesn't take barely any more time. After all this, are you still not sure? I mean, come on now. You can test your general manager skills by going over to Reality Sports Online, call it RSO. Please go check out realitysportsonline.com right now. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. All right, Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers, we're back from the break. As I always say, thank you so much for listening to our sponsors. That really helps out the show. Definitely go give Reality Sports Online a check. Hit up anchor.fm, see what they're doing over there as well as all the other great sponsors we have here on the show. It really helps. It also helps when you guys hit that subscribe button, when you enjoy the pod and you share it with friends. You're like, man, you got to check this out. You got to listen every week. You never know what you're going to get from this guy. That really helps as well. It really helps when you drink that Detroit Kool-Aid all day, every day. Drink it in, man. And 
yeah, I'm uh, I'm excited. I feel like I'm kind of on a roll today, so I might as well get right into my Kyler Murray rant. Okay, Kool Aid drinker and you know cornbread muffin and all that. Easy, easy Gator. He's still hating on me from the first segment of the show. I mean, I told him to drink it in. Drink it in. Uh... So so off the top, I had fun with Scott Gator Anderson nine seven one dropped a little Kool Aid and cornbread drop. That'll be a staple here on the show. Then I just went off about Aiden Hutchinson. You can call him Hutch. You can call him a Detroit Lion already as the number one pick. And like I said, since I'm rolling, hey, Kyler Murray, I got a little something for you, too. You guys have heard me say it on the show. I love to steal the line from Mike Lombardi on the uh, GM shuffle. Hey, mayor of Munchkinland, Kyler Murray, you are a spoiled brat, bro. This guy, this is like the worst guy ever that I'd want as my quarterback. I can only think of maybe one other guy that I would want worse. And you guys know who that is, right? I mean, you know, right? I mean, you guys know the only other guy that I hate worse than Kyler Murray. And it's that smug, pompous, arrogant, aloof twerp over there in Green Bay, Wisconsin, playing quarterback. You pompous. And it's it's the same thing for Kyler Murray. Like I say, the guy has seemed like a spoiled brat since I laid my eyes on him. This guy, he, he thinks he's swaggy, but he's really just smug with a capital S. Like number 12. I mean, Kyler Murray is fragile, man. This dude is some little tiny Minnie Mouse wannabe that sits back there and he's like, thinks he's going to just run around everybody or, oh, I played base. No one cares. That's that's the sport we shall not speak of, Kyler Murray. You act like you're some big shot. No one cares about that. Like, this guy seems like he always has his nose up in the air. He doesn't realize that he couldn't even ride the typhoon at the old amusement park. He kept getting kicked out back when he was, you know, in high school, middle school. And even today, he still can't get on based on his height. They say, nope, sorry, kid. Turn him back around. That's what the NFL is going to do to this guy eventually, man. He's up there. He thinks he's too cool for school. Thinks he can just do all this stuff on the football field. You ever watch him? Like, most of his passes when they're wide open, 10 feet over someone's head throwing it in the ground I mean and and let me go off about when he starts scampering Kyler Murray when he starts scampering around with the ball out in one hand tiptoeing around like a little you know wimp like this guy is gonna get blown up and I can't wait eventually he's gonna get blown up the way that he tries to run around you see him like inside the five where he like runs around and wants to like jump in the end zone or whatever I can't wait till somebody just puts their helmet right in the middle of his chest and teaches him that this is the National Football League man you might have been some athlete like you know back in your day but this is a new game and I know a lot of you lovers out there even my fantasy football fans are like oh what are you you don't know what you're talking about this guy I love him I draft him right after those first couple quarterbacks I mean look at his stats look at his numbers I would never want this guy and I mean ever want this guy as my franchise quarterback the face of my team like it's just no I I can't stand this player this person every interview you see with him he laughs every question how dare you ask me I'm just so cool what do you mean like I'm just the best ever no no you're not I don't care what the stats say I don't care if you come and drop a big 40 burger on the Lions this week this guy 
He has a good arm. Again, wow, you played uh, that sport on the diamond. Great. You know, you can throw the football. Most NFL quarterbacks can't except Jared Goff, who can't throw. But most other ones can throw. But Kyler Murray, your fundamentals are just absolutely terrible. They are terrible. I mean, you guys agree, right? It's just absolutely Terrible with this guy. I mean, I can't stand it. Again, you know I'm stalling because I'm looking for the drop. I mean, I know one guy that agrees with me. That's terrible. Thank you, Charles. He's got no fundamentals. That's terrible. He throws the ball inaccurately all the time, yet gets away with it because he puts up these numbers and they air raid and throw it all over the field. That's terrible. That's not NFL football. That's terrible. Exactly, Charles. I agree. Charles, I know you're an Arizona guy. You probably hate Kyler Murray just like I do, right? What do you, what do you think about Kyler Murray, Chuck? That's terrible. Yeah, I, I agree. He is terrible on so many levels. I hate this player. I hate the way he carries himself. I hate his game. I would never want him as my quarterback. How can your quarterback, you know, not be able to go on amusement rides? How can your quarterback look like he doesn't even fit in his shoulder pads? How can your quarterback need a step stool to see over his offensive line? I mean, I cannot stand Kyler Murray. So it goes number 12, the smug idiot over there in Green Bay. You pompous. Stuck up, snot nose, giant twerp, scumbag. And Kyler Murray, I feel the same way about you, man. Hate this guy. Terrible player, person, annoying, aloof, pompous, arrogant, all the things that you hear for the other guy as well. <sighs> all right. I feel like I'm on a roll kind of on this show. I hope you guys are entertained. Again, I try to turn up the volume, do this for entertainment purposes, as well as just have fun on the microphone. Who cares? We're talking lines. We're talking football and trying to have some fun here on the podcast. So let's give you a quick preview of this Arizona-Detroit game. First of all, for Arizona, DeAndre Hopkins is now out for the season. He's a tremendous player, tremendous football player. Um, but he's continues to sort of have these injury issues. So he's not going to be back for the rest of the season, maybe deep into the playoffs if they get there. And uh, they probably will. They're in that mix for one of the top seeds, even though Matt Stafford gave them an L at their home field, um, which is probably why they'll come into Ford Field with extra chip ready to ready to put up points and show off. Um, their offense, you know, when you, when you look at their uh, offense, I mean, uh, again, I don't think we need to talk about the quarterback, right? Just sum them up in one sound drop. You pompous, stuck-up, snot-nosed, giant twerp, scumbag. <laughs> so they got that guy at quarterback. They've got Christian Kirk, who I really like as a wide receiver. He kind of came on, then dropped off. Now he's starting to come on again. Um, gosh, I think he's going to be a really good player. I don't know if he's going to stay in Arizona or go somewhere else, but he had some Golden Tate-type comparisons coming out. He's a really young guy. He can play a slot outside. Nice route runner, gritty, grimy, tough guy. So I like him a lot. Uh, Rondale Moore was a guy I wanted the Lions to somewhat consider as kind of that gadget player, just a fun receiver type to have despite his you know, lack of height, size, whatever you want to call it. He seemed to do some nice things this year as they get him in the mix with sweeps and other types of plays on offense. Um, I really like Zach Ertz as a tight end, to be to be honest. You know, people had written him off and obviously got traded from 
um, the Philadelphia Eagles, but gosh, he's a he's a silky route runner, and if you want to feature him in your offense, he's a hundred yard and a touchdown type tight end. I really think he can still be the man there, and I may or may not be playing him in fantasy in a couple leagues because the Lions can never guard the tight end ever, which is embarrassing. They've got AJ Green, who a lot of people threw off the into the scrap heap as well. Oh, he's got foot injuries. He's hurt. He's a little bit older. AJ Green's had a hell of a year over there, man. Really played well and and made some plays. James Conner, another guy that I thought was getting overlooked and got thrown out of Pittsburgh and I thought could help someone. And he, he got scooped up here by Arizona and he's had probably his best year of his career. So I like him as a player and a person. That's James Conner's the type of guy who he's he's the absolute antithesis of that quarterback that I just ran and raved about. This guy is humble. He's been through cancer. He's a heck of a football player. He's a tough guy. He's gritty. He has, shows up with a lunch pail. He's just a great human being. Love James Conner. You know what I mean? They have, I kind of put on my little scribble sheet here, that other running back. What's what's his name? Chase Edmonds or something like that. Like He's always hurt. He gets a lot of buzz and fantasy or this, that, and the other. He's barely ever out there. So, you know, he's there as well. And so that kind of sums up their offense. You know, pretty good offense. Again, I give all these guys offensive credit, yet I tell you how terrible their quarterback is. It's more like I can't stand their quarterback. Um, but they do have a lot of good offensive weapons, and their head coach just throws – Anything against the wall to see if it sticks offensively, throws it around, doesn't really do the conventional things. So they're pretty dangerous on that side. I'm I'm not gonna lie. Um, on defense, you know, you got Chandler Jones. He always gets after the quarterback. You got Simmons, who I really wanted from uh, from Clemson. You know, the do it all linebacker safety hybrid, whatever you want to call him, playing a lot more backer and just running around. It's kind of crazy. Arizona has him. And then they went out and got Zayvon Collins, too, this last draft. He was like a very similar type, even a bigger body, but can somehow cover and run. And he seemed to be making a lot of plays. They got Murphy on the outside, who uh, I think he came out of Washington. Again, another guy I liked. I think he slipped to the second round. Um, and, you know, the Cardinals scooped him up there. And they got my guy at safety, Buddha. Buddha Baker, baby. This guy is a heat-seeking missile, another draft crush of mine. He is really coming into his own. He makes a lot of plays. He doesn't get graded all that well sometimes from pro football focus. But, man, he's, he runs, he hits, he gets his hands on the football. He's a dynamic playmaker at the safety position for Arizona. So pr- pretty good on both sides of the football. You know, it's going to be a big-time challenge, especially because the Lions have no T.J. I mean, it just came out that he is having thumb surgery. He's out for the season. You know, another primetime player for the Lions that is not only injured, hurting out, but didn't have that great of a year and was up and down and in and out of the lineup all year long. I mean, tell me if you heard that before. Very frustrating. I do got to give a shout out to my boy Brian Ives, who... I just want him to know I am rocking the 88 Hawkinson while I'm doing this podcast. You know what I'm talking about? That 88 authentic Lions jersey that we discussed and that I... um that we've uh, texted and uh, shown you. So I am rocking that Hawkinson. I really hope he comes into his own next year with a better football team, stays healthy, red zone monster, all that type of stuff. But shout out Brian Ives on Twitter, a great Lions fan and a uh, really good guy I got to know uh, here through the process. And I know he's always listening to the pod, so I appreciate that. 
Now, let me go to no DeAndre Swift for the Lions. It feels like he's not going to play. Again, I'm recording a little bit early here for this Friday show, but he hasn't practiced. He hasn't practiced since Thanksgiving when he got hurt. It didn't look like he was hurt that bad. Dan Campbell said, ah, you know, a week or so, or I'm not going to shut him down. Well, you're also not practicing him and playing him. So, you know, who knows? You know, some people will tell you, oh, put everybody in bubble wrap. Why get him hurt? Why even risk it? Well, because it's football. And you might get hurt anytime you play. So just if you're healthy enough, you get your ass out there. You know, these are the kind of things that drive me nuts. A lot of you might have seen uh, on Twitter at Derek Oakery, that's spelled D-E-R-E-K-O-K-R-I-E, where I was like, man, I'd love to see like a documentary about, you know, injuries in the NFL because a lot of times you see a guy pull up with a hammies out six weeks and you're like why does it take you six weeks to get back from a pulled muscle you have a guy just have like what seems to be a minor injury next thing you know they shelve him for the year or the same type of guys get hurt all the time and you think you know you can't even really a lot of these injuries is you know it's, they say they have these world-class doctors and whatnot but you probably and if the guy says he's he's got a pulled muscle or he's not feeling good, I feel like they just go, oh, okay, let us know. You know, we'll put you through the treatments and you tell us when you're ready. When, like, again, the example I've always thrown out there is, like, could you imagine at your office job or if you're working on the line at Ford or whatever and just like, all right, you can come in here and bust your tail and show up at 6 in the morning and work till, you know, 5, 6 p.m., whatever you do in an office and get – a check or you could sit at home and do nothing get the same check you know it's just like these guys that get hurt they don't go bang themselves around in practice they don't have to go through the rigors of the game and the paycheck's absolutely the same so it's very odd in the nfl from that aspect of how long these guys are out when they're okay who determines what why there's lots of things going on there so lions are totally hurting due to covid due to flu due to injuries due to hey we don't want to hurt anybody because we are just coasting through the season trying to keep that number one pick and trying to flip it over to next year where they're going to tell you that uh, here we come but the lions continue to be one of the most injured teams in the national football league one of these years they need to stay healthy and i guarantee That'll be the year where they win a bunch of ball games because you're not going to win when you have less talent and you're the most hurt team and you're always bringing in new coaches, new coordinators, and you're looking for a court. Yeah, it just doesn't work. So once they get some of those fixed, especially their health issues, I think they'll be a lot better. So Detroit on offense, I mean, you're looking at Josh Reynolds. I really liked what he's done since he's put on a Lions uniform. Seems like a great guy off the field as well. I'm really hoping they can keep him around. Silky smooth, um, big, tall, uh, lanky, linear type player. Uh, You got Leaf, Khalif Raymond. He was able to find the end zone last week. He's starting to come back on. He kind of was on for the first few weeks, disappeared. Now he's back. And uh, one real interesting odd note with Leaf, I guess somebody asked him in an interview, like, why you always go to your knees when you catch these punts and whatnot? And because he kept doing that, people were wondering why. And he said it's actually a technique he uses to uh, 
watch the ball all the way down and bring himself down to his knees. That way, if he was to fumble, he feels like you'll have it trapped more and won't be able to just hit off his chest or his face mask like other guys do and have it bumble way away from him. It's like it's just another layer of protection, he says, to make sure that football doesn't go anywhere. So I thought that was interesting. But uh, Khalif Raymond, you know, he's decent this year. I don't know where he'll fall in the grand scheme of things, but you got Saint, Saint Brown. I'm still trying to figure out what a really cool nickname might be for him. You guys know I've been known to dole out nicknames like A-O-O, baby. Oh, baby. (laughs) You guys also know I dubbed Levi, a.k.a. Big Denim here on the show. I mean, I've probably got many others that I've thrown out there, some that have stick, some that don't, um, but we have fun with that on the show. So St. Brown needs a real cool nickname, but he's been balling out. Brock Wright, you know, he'll be in there for TJ Hawkinson. Um, I don't know. Brock Wright, I, I heard too that he ran some crazy 40, like a 4 5, 4 6 40 or something. He didn't seem like that type of guy to me, but I guess he has some speed, some juice, and I mean, he's made some plays here or there. I don't know if he falls as a 3 4 type tight end next year. I mean, I'm not penciling him in as the number two, that's for sure, but we'll see what he has. And then you kind of have this, you know, quadrant of running backs. Is it going to be Craig? Craig Reynolds? Or is it going to be. Godwin, let's do the four syllables together, people. Ig Way Buquet, <laughs> who put the ball on the turf and cost us, but he still has great attitude, and he'll probably get the football a ton in this game when you don't expect it. Is Swag Jamal Williams going to be back out there? And then you got the Rook Jermar Jefferson, who suited up last game. Everybody thought, man, Jamar Jefferson, we get to see him do some things. He literally stood by the coach the whole game. I don't think he played one snap. It's like, oh, he's sick. It's like, it doesn't matter, man. If he was good enough to suit up, he should have at least had a plan, got him out there a little bit. It's crazy. So that's kind of the offensive players that I kind of threw out there defensively. You've got Derek Barnes. Um, This guy looks like an absolute specimen on the field. Sometimes he's making crazy great plays. Other times, not so much. I still feel like he's playing better and better and more and more each time, which is good. You got Big Den and Levi Onzerike, who the coaching staff openly admitted they've been disappointed in. Really hope he plays better and balls out. You got Aleem McNeil. What's the nickname? Detroit Kool-Aid Drinkers. Big Plump, <laughs> what up Plump, and we even had Joey from the Bleed Podcasting Network, who'll be on in a couple weeks here, who said if he gets a sack done, he better do the Plump, the plump de plump it's my dance, take a chance to do the Plump, <laughs> and I thought that was incredible, so I texted it to him after uh, Ali McNeil got that sack, I said, man, he got up and did the Plump de Plump. so <laughs> another fun gimmick here on the show that we're developing, you've got... Gosh, you got Austin Bryant, who I'm hoping will be out there rushing the quarterback. You got um, Charles Harris coming off the edge. You know, people still like what he's been doing. You got this kid named Josh Woods, who got the green dot once Anzalone went out. He's been making some plays. Um, Anzalone, I think, practiced, but I'm kind of hoping he doesn't play because I'd like to see another game of Barnes and Woods out there running around along with Pittman, see what those guys have. So it's a bunch of backup, lower-level guys for the Lions, a bunch of pretty good guys for the Cardinals, except Hop is out, and they got a few other injury concerns, and they have a pompous, arrogant um 
you know, quarterback, which I'm sure you'll see that on Sunday. You know, if I was going to predict how this game's going to go, I mean, I see Arizona just trying to come in here and bury the Lions, trying to put up a ton of points, make them look stupid, show the league, like, oh, look at us again. You know, they're going to try to get Kyler Murray his stats so that he looks like some fantasy darling MVP candidate. So I see them just trying to clown the Lions, and that's okay because the Lions are trying to get that number one pick, baby, so they can get who? Did I mention in the beginning of the show? Hutch. <laughs> so I, I, I'm going in this game not with very high expectations. I, I would like to not have a 40-burger dropped on them, but I don't even care because preserving this draft pick these last four games is most important. If we had Swift and if we had Hawkins and if we had you know, other receivers we hope to have this year. If we had more players on defense that were healthy and that we've put a stock in, I'd be – very excited to see if we could uh, pull the upset and and flip the script here on Arizona, but it's just not you know too hurt, too late in the year, too much on the line in, in regards to the draft pick. So my prediction for the score is going to be thirty five for the Cardinals, twenty for the Lions. Um, losing by two tugs, but like I said, Lions fans, you got to keep your eyes on that pick. You got to keep the uh, optimism. You need to, regardless of what's going on on the field, and you drink that Detroit Kool Aid. Drink it in, man. Side of cornbread. Cornbread. Regardless of what Gator says. Okay, Kool Aid drinker and, you know, cornbread muffin and all that. <laughs> you got to drink the Kool Aid. You got to get that hot. Um, bread of cornbread out of the oven because it is going to turn around I even threw out on Twitter here recently what if what if we get Hutch in a great draft class we go through next year with Jared Goff as our quarterback and we end up having the number one selection again in 2022 but we select Alabama quarterback Bryce Young and 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 the rest of the great picks we would give with that type of selection. I know it doesn't sound fun. I know some of you were like, "Oh, I can't take another season of losing." Trust me, you can take this year and next year of losing if you're going to walk away with Hutch, the guys we already have, and you get Bryce Young and you get another great class and you have free agent dollars. Yes, you're going to be okay with that because you're going to walk out in 2023 with a hell of a football team ready to roll tide, baby, and uh, and and play ball here in the state of Michigan, the city of Detroit. So, everybody, that's all I got for you today here on a Friday. I hope everybody's having a tremendous holiday. Merry Christmas to you. I'm going to find a way to sneak in pods uh, for the most part, but I want everybody to enjoy their holidays with their family, friends, whoever. Be safe out there with everything that's still going on. And more than anything... Drink that Detroit Kool-Aid. Drink it in, man. Again, that's all I got. Have a great weekend. I'll catch you next week right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Take care, everybody. I'm out. Drink it in, man.